So, Darth Plagueis died in his sleep, you say? Kinda. I'm Ryan Walker, and I'll tell you all about it today on episode 46 of Jump to Lightspeed. If you listen to the podcast on Tuesday, you heard the Cliff's Notes version, so, so to speak, of how Higo Damask II became Darth Plagueis, and how Palpatine, uh, Palpatine, I guess, came under his tutelage. Today, we're going to cover the rest of the story, and again, I do try and keep my podcast episodes somewhere between 5 to 10 minutes, so this is going to be the abridged version of the story. For the full story, definitely check out James Lucino's Darth Plagueis novel from 2012. So we reach the part of the story where Plagueis and Sidious team up, and then they kind of go their separate ways for a while. They do meet on occasion for Palpatine to participate in his contractually mandated Sith apprentice orientation sessions, but for the most part, they're taking a divide-and-conquer approach to the endgame of the Sith Grand Plan. Plagueis goes all in with the mad scientist role. He's focusing on his attempts to coerce the midichlorians to prolong life and reverse death. He was also dabbling in such areas as the manipulation of space-time and the continuity of consciousness after death, both of which I feel like we will be returning to in tomorrow's episode. Anyways, if I'm remembering the novel correctly, Plagueis was also spending less and less time asleep the closer he came to succeeding, which he eventually did. You see, early on in his reign as, as the master, Plagueis learned that Tenebris was keeping a, uh, a backup apprentice, I guess we could say, uh, named Darth Venomous. They run into each other, they have a, wait a minute, I'm the real apprentice discussion, they fight, and Plagueis wins. And Plagueis actually keeps Venomous on the edge of death for years and uh, uses him as the primary test subject for his experiments. He reaches a point where he can actually communicate with Venomous's midichlorians and uh, coerce them into killing and reviving him at will. It was, man, it was, it was pretty nuts, let's say. Palpatine, meanwhile, was left to his own devices, more or less, to orchestrate his ascension to the Chancellorship. He played to his strengths, which, which was knowing how his people, his fellow Naboo, uh, would respond to different stimuli, and so he set into motion the series of events that would lead to the Trade Federation's invasion of Naboo that we see in The Phantom Menace. And that's something that I did want to make sure I brought up today. The, the ending of Plagueis' story, it actually takes place during the events of Episode One, When we see Sidious throughout that movie... Uh, he is still the apprentice. In fact, the last 75 or so pages of Darth Plagueis essentially retells the Phantom Menace from the points of view of Plagueis and Sidious. It's definitely an interesting thing to keep in mind the, the next time you watch the prequels. Okay, so we're getting close to the end here. Plagueis's plan was for Palpatine to become the Chancellor, and then to have him name Higo Damask II as co-Chancellor. Together, then, they would orchestrate the end of the Jedi. Palpatine, though, was definitely starting to resent his master, getting a little frustrated at having to play second fiddle. And so it was that when the opportunity came, Sidious made his move. Now, 
In the story that Palpatine shares in Revenge of the Sith, Plagueis' apprentice killed him in his sleep. And that is true uh, from a certain point of view. If, if I'm being honest, when I heard that story, I had visions of a, uh, of a Darth Sidious sneaking through Plagueis' house, um, going into his bedroom and, and stabbing him in his sleep. That's not quite what happened. So here's how it actually played out. On the eve of the Senate's vote to confirm a new chancellor, Damask and Palpatine went out for a night at the opera. Urge to kill rising. Uh, <laughs> and then they retired to Damask's penthouse to finalize their plan over a few glasses of wine. And then a few more glasses of wine. It was pretty much a lock that Palpatine would win, and so he decided to practice his speech. Over and over and over again, he kept reciting his speech and offering Damask more and more wine. Now, remember, Plagueis was wearing himself thin at this point and not sleeping a whole lot. So the combination of an abundance of alcohol and a repeated recitation of a boring speech basically lulled the Dark Lord of the Sith to sleep. And then, with, with Plagueis passed out on the couch... Uh, Sidious shot him with force lightning until Plagueis was dead. And this all happened at more or less the exact same time that Maul is cut in half by Kenobi. And to be honest, I would love to see a live-action interpretation of this uh, interspersed into footage of The Phantom Menace and, and show that there were actually five important conflicts happening at roughly the same time. And that, my friends, will conclude the story of Plagueis. There is one more day to this week, though, and tomorrow's episode is going to look at Plagueis' legacy, mostly looking at what aspects of his legend have bleeded over into the canon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please let me know. Send me an email at jumptolightspeedpod at gmail.com or a tweet at jumptolightspeed. Or if you don't want to let me know for whatever reason, that's fine, I guess. Uh, Just let someone else know. Leave a rating and or a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Spotify or, or, or wherever you're listening to this. Or just simply share this episode with one of your closest Star Wars friends. Thanks for listening, and until our paths cross, may the Force be with you.